Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 129. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Gigi Ronma S. I'm Mario Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. I think I have successfully trolled the entire VOD network chat room. With your music selections again? Yeah, I try. I try. You're very yeah, proud of your well. reference, aren't you? Whatever. Maybe. <laughs> uh, welcome to Anime Jam Session, the number one, the number one Facebook fan page on the Vogue Network. Twenty five hundred and twenty five fans, and still counting. God, where do we find these people? More importantly, how do they find us? I don't know. I guess somebody's walking around with the flute and turning like, where do all these people come from? <laughs> well. But they're not complaining. Let's keep it rolling. We mm. we are live tonight, the week of September 3rd, 2013. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla, you can head on over to um, irc.gamesearch.net and chat room is Vogue. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com. Well, while you're there, click on Vogue Network, and there is a link that will take you directly to the chat room. And if you can't get there, well, just go to live.vognetwork.com. Either way, we'll get you directly to the chat. Join in with the shenanigans. And I guess that's just about it. And everyone is still coming in, so let's enjoy and let's rock and roll. So, uh, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Ari. He had to step away from the computer. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, that's what that, that's what happens when, when I had the, the Skype uh, window minimized. I need a bigger screen. You have a big enough freaking monitor. Yeah, but I need something bigger. You're talking to somebody. I want a dual monitor set up so I can do, so I can do better video editing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, not that bad. Work, and then barbecue, and then work. <laughs> mm. That's basically it. I've had a very boring week for the most part. Eh, at least you did something this week. Yeah, although I had a really, really good day today. It was just like I was bored out of my mind. And then about an hour before I'm about to leave, a woman about our age comes up to me and says, you know, I know this is a really stupid question, but do you happen to have any Sailor Moon balloons? She wanted to throw a Sailor Moon party for her five-year-old because her five-year-old loves Sailor Moon. And I was just like... Oh my God, I love you, but no. The kids got the kids got great taste. No, the parents got great taste. That's parenting done right. Well, that yeah, she's she's made like she's bringing her daughter up watching all the different shows that she used to watch, and she used to watch Sailor Moon, and she used to watch Cardcaptor, and she used to watch all of these cartoons that just happened to be anime, and mm. 
her daughter is really, really into them, especially the magical girl stuff. And so I was, uh, I was very excited. So you're in a Makoto, really wanted to explode out, huh? I just wanted to squee and hug her and all of that, but I, I didn't. I, I was good. Well, do you think you can actually get Sailor Moon bal- um, balloons, uh, polymer balloons like that? I don't know. I mean, People it... do custom balloons like that, you know, print whatever you want on them. Um, I mean, yeah, you can get custom balloons, but it's kind of difficult. I'm looking on Google now, and there are Sailor Moon Mylar balloons. Mm-hmm. There are even Sailor Moon latex balloons. It's just a matter of whether or not they are current designs or previous designs. I'm looking at a Sailor Moon balloon animal right now, and this thing is freaking adorable. You, you, you know the rule. Share with the classroom. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. If you got these, how do you know that they will be is worth the investment to, that people will buy them, you know? Well, I, I wouldn't get them for the store. I'd get them for myself. Wow. You're so good. She's greedy. got a point. Now, that takes a lot of hard work. That takes a lot of time, hard work, and effort. This is definitely going on to the, um, onto the fan page later. Yeah, and I'm looking at this. I think most of them are actually coming out of um, out of Japan, so I wouldn't even know if I could get them. Hmm. Well, if for importing, it would be have, would have to be nuts, I'd imagine. And besides, there's only one. There's, if they were going to come out, it'd probably come through GE Animation. You know, you you blow them up after the third blow up, they explode on you. Great quality craftsmanship. Wow, I'm looking at all these different balloons that I'm finding now. Yeah. Like balloon animal balloons. Um, and some of these are really, really awesome. Mm, excuse me. Like there's an Edward Elric. Yeah. Done in. Ah, uh, none of them are working. The site is down. Oh, wow. That sucks. At least you tried. All of them, like the page not found, page not found. This bites. Well, you might have to use the web wayback machine to see if you can find it before the site went down. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. That's good. Legit. So, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, most of the week was, you know, tooling around with work. But mm-hmm. on Sunday, we on Saturday we came up for the. Uh, the end, end of summer, you know, fling wandering around uh, Coney Island in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, that's right. We did have fun with that. Yeah. Sucks about the fucking bumper cars, though. No, the, the go-karts. Uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah. Of course, the uh, assholes running were a little too self-congratulatory when they were uh, throwing me off of it for, for being too big for them. Well, if you have a shit job like that, you probably act the same way, too. Nobody understands what it's like to be appreciative of the job that you have. Hmm. I'm just saying they were being obnoxious about it. Uh, 
See, that couldn't be me. I, I'd probably be agno I'd probably be obnoxious right back at them, but this but is. But I me. wasn't being it. Oh. Like, reacting them. I was like, I was like, what? But I wasn't, you know, like snapping at the guys or anything. Fair enough. That's how it is, you know. And if we go to the chat room real quick, um, at live.vognetwork.com, Hockey Comma asks, would you be willing to go for a triple monitor setup? Triple, no. Double, yeah. Because I always wanted, like, a double monitor setup for video editing and then have my main monitor for all the chat room stuff and the secondary monitor to throw all my, like, all my gaming on, you know. You know, that, that would be kind of cool. And Raging Eric says, don't we all need a bigger screen? I need one 10,000 the size of an iMac screen. Dude, you'll go blind with a screen like that. Not to mention you can see details in your porn that you really don't want to see. Exactly. HD has not been good to most porn stars. <laughs> Anywho, that's for my week and my day. It's been going pretty well. Um... Did hang out with Ari and a few others on Saturday down at Coney Island, and then me and Marco went up to Queens for my sister's uh, end of the year barbecue, which ended up which ended up in a good round of Cards Against Humanity. And I gotta remember to do the whole high Q thing to end it off. That was awesome. A friend of mine, I was at a forgot now you bring up Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, I was at a barbecue on Sunday, and my friend had just been introduced to the glory that was Cards Against Humanity for the mm -hmm. first time. Needless to say, he loves the game now. I think it's becoming a... Cards Against Humanity is becoming a general staple. I mean, you can show up with Munchkin, this, and all these other games. Someone shows up with Cards Against Humanity, all the other games are thrown on the floor. Lost under a sea of empty beer bottles and cans. Yeah. Down like the Titanic. And then, um, last night, my sister, Femi, stopped by because she needed a place to crash. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Then she offered to clean the bathroom, cook breakfast, which was like lunch because no we didn't roll out of bed till about 12-ish, you know, and to do my dishes. Slackers. Eh, I guess. Which <laughs> is, I was kind of, um... It's kind of odd for me to someone offer to cook breakfast or clean up something in my house because I'm like I'm just so used to doing it myself. So, and if we go back to the chat room again from Degenerate Johnny, black in, in regards to Cards Against Humanity, black card. What did I bring from Mexico? White card. Chunks of dead prostitute. <laughs> well, I have to send Osh the um. That, that that one hand from Cards Against Humanity when we played at PAX East. Remember, Mako? Uh, Life, Lifetime, Story of a Teen, that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do I even want to know what this means? I, I It's on my... If you go back to my, face, my private Facebook going back to, like, April, you'll find it, so... Yeah. And... I think that's just been about it, you know. Tomorrow I have um, I have to go to go to campus and do this this job interview appointment thing, so I can get my resume approved and I can actually go looking for a job because I don't want to have like keep uploading different resumes if 
if one if it they're going to change it. I just like to have one fits all, you know, type. Mm-hmm. And that's just about it. Um, also in news, um, we do have brand new neighbors. I did say this week, but that was an uh, accident. Starting next week, se- um, sep- um, Tuesday, September 10th, Electric Sisterhood will be joining the VOG Network. Podcasts will be on at 8 p.m., followed by us at 9.30. They do tend to run a little late, so our our pre-shows will follow after their show. So, just show them a little love when we, and come on in around 8 o'clock. The water is just fine. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I have to go and edit the website, so I put them a part of the uh, VOD Network family, you know. But, other than that, it's just about it, so. Shall we go ahead and get started? Sure. All right. Um, when we, after this, uh, this quick music break, we'll just drop down to the importance of some news that we got, and we'll just roll with it, and don't forget, we do have our Skype line, uh, you can Skype us at Anime Jam Session, and most likely we will be taking calls during the show, if you want to voice your opinion on any of the articles we're talking about tonight, so, and also, if you went to Dragon Con, and you want to call in, tell us about it, the floor is also yours, mm, I think that's just about it. And we shall be back.
if you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VogNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Now that everything is back on the up and up, there was one bit of news I forgot to mention. Um... As you know, Anime Jam Session helps out with the monthly made shows in Manhattan. Um, at at this time, we have decided to part ways with the Maid Cafe. As much as we enjoyed working with them, they are looking to go in a different direction w- with audio, tech support, and so forth. And that's something we can understand because we want to help as much as we can. So... That just means I have more time to actually get those videos up online. And luckily in the background, my video editing software is just sitting right there. Now the million dollar question is how soon before I get off my ass to do it. Not a word out of you, Makotron. Not a goddamn word. Anything either. You know what? I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ugh. Sometimes I, I I wonder about you two. In a bad way or a good way? It depends on how much alcohol I drink before I ponder that thought. We need to do another drunk podcast. Oh, oh God. I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to survive that one. Oh, sure. It'll be fun. Have a drunk podcast, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Next thing you know, you're standing in the emergency room holding a wheelbarrow with me in it. Let's do this before uh, Ronma goes back to work. Because once he goes back to work, he's going to have early mornings. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) As long as it pays well, then I can't really complain now, can I? Nope. Well, there you go. So let's let's get the ball rolling now. Top of our news here, the most important thing we have we have heard out of out of anything is let me open this up right here. And there we go. Studio Ghibli's Hayao Miyazaki to retire. The Wind Rises is his final feature. For years, people have been speculating which film will be acclaimed anime director Hayao Miyazaki's last, and now we have the answer. Koji Hoshino, president of Studio Ghibli, which was co-founded by Miyazaki, announced that the master is retiring. Hoshino didn't go too in-depth on the announcement made at Italy's Venice Film Festival, saying that Miyazaki's retiring from the feature-length film and that The Wind Rises, known as Kaze Tashinu, is his last. 
The 72-year-old director's career has spanned over 50 years and includes many celebrated features such as The Castle of Cagliostro, I believe that's from Lupin III, uh, Nausicaa, Valley of the Wind, My Neighbor Totoro, Princess Mononoke, and Spirited Away, amongst other titles. Hopefully we'll see something new from him outside of the world of feature film direction in the future. The Wind Rise is open in uh, Japanese theaters in July, and Disney is set to distribute the film in North America. Well, it just reminds me of the, um, the the final episode of Star Trek: Next Generation. All good things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't he announce? Like, I thought I heard someone say is he had renounced his retirement a couple times before. Yeah, that's it's not the first I've heard of that. It, and you know, it's not the first time I've heard um from like like celebrities who have retired and so forth. So. I guess he finally means it this time. Because sometimes when you retire, you jump back in. Um, and it's like, you jump back in, and it's like, you're not ready to get out of there yet. And then it gets to the point where, you know what, I am officially done. There's not much more else that I can do. Maybe I've been watching too much pro wrestling, but when I hear about someone announcing their retirement, I'm all, like the uh, clock is set on uh, how long it takes for him to come back. Well, that's generally storyline-wise, and if not, that just means that wrestler is broke and needs money. <laughs> Can you imagine Hayao Miyazaki being the Ric Flair of anime? I, I, no, no, I, 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 no. Let's not go there. He's more of he's more like the Vince McMahon of of anime, you know. I can't see him doing the tidal wave of phlegm thing when he uh, fires somebody. That's Norio Wakamoto, but then he's then again he's voice acting, and that's a different field altogether. Moving right along. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We don't, we have a non-wrestling fan on the sh- on on the show. I keep forgetting that. So any oh stupid fly. All right. So anywho, Maka, would you like to take the next article? Uh, or Ari, either one of you. Sure. The twofer. Yeah. About Mighty Number no. 9? Yeah, go for it, yep. Alright, um... It seems that a couple days ago, uh, it was announced at Dragon Con that the creators and concept artists and a lot of people that basically, um... basically did a lot of stuff with Mega Man are um, running a Kickstarter now to create a new game um, right now titled Mighty Number no. 9 and basically it's uh, very very similar to Mega Man in that you play as sorry kitty um, you play as a uh... no kitty that's my pie pie <laughs> shut up um, basically you're going to be playing as a robot um you play as Beck, the ninth in a line of powerful robots and the only one not infected by a mysterious computer virus that has caused mechan- uh, mechanized creatures the world over to go berserk. Run, jump, blast, and transform your way through six stages or more via stretch goals. You can tackle in any order you choose, using weapons and abilities stolen from your enemies to take down your fel- fellow mighty number robots and confront the final evil that threatens the planet. 
Um, it's going to be a combination of 8 and 16-bit classic. Um, and then, like, transforming it into a more modern-looking art style. Uh, every aspect is being handled by veteran Japanese game creators with extensive experience in the genre and with Mega Man in particular. Um, all the way up to and including the project's leader, Kiege Inafune himself. Um, ba basically, any backers are going to have... Uh, access to seeing the works through blogs, podcasts, videos, and concept work. Uh, right now, it's being developed for PC, mm -hmm. and because of the stretch goals, they're going to stretch that to uh, Mac and Linux versions. Um, the awesome thing is that not even 24 hours after the Kickstarter started, um, the goal was $900,000, and in less than one day, they met that goal and broke the million-dollar uh, million uh, number. Um, so, I mean, it's really, really awesome. And the concept sketches that they are showing and the animation sketches that they're showing are really actually pretty damn cool. They are. And also, they've also been promoting it at PAX, and I've been seeing a lot of the fan art behind it, like, We Can Do It, Mighty Number no. 9, and if you go to the actual Kickstarter page, um, there is a main image, if you scroll down, let's see, because um, known artist, uh, Kevin Bulk, known as Cabo, actually did some Mighty Number no. 9 fan art submission, and one of his fan art has been posted on the site, so I think that was pretty cool. And to that I have to say, hey, um, Homestuck, you're not the only fandom who can band together and get, the, get a game going as well. But the only difference is, our game will come out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like it's really funny how closely they're tying this to Mega Man. Um, in Mega Man, the main character is Rock, and he has a female companion named Roll. And if in you, this, mm -hmm. you have Beck and you have Call. Yes. Nice. And there are a couple of different versions of the female. Um, that are floating around. Of course, yeah. And uh, different versions of the scientists that are creating the um, the robots. But, I mean, the whole thing is really awesome. Um, it's... Basically, um, you can... You're allowed to choose which version you want. Um, you can get the Japanese version, or they're doing a Western English version at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, they're really trying to bring in this whole thing to get, it, like, to get everything, um, to get everybody involved with it. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's really, really awesome. And you get a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they have a whole list of things that you're going to get. There's going to be a digital download, um, digital soundtracks. Uh, depending on how much you 
kick into the Kickstarter, you get a physical copy or a digital copy of um, of the game. There's T-shirts. Uh, like five dollars, you get um, a mighty number, forum access, name and backer credits, and backer-only participation events. You will actually be assigned your own unique mighty number. Um, Sweet. So yeah, so they're they're really trying to pull people into the game. Um, for twenty dollars, you get a digital copy of the game um, plus the previous rewards. Uh, for forty dollars, you get a digital retro-style game manual, digital art book, strategy guide, and digital official soundtrack, plus everything else before that. Um, for $60, you get a physical game box, printed retro-style game manual, and exclusive in-game golden hero. Uh, for $99 or more, you get a t-shirt, exclusive in-game transformation, and beta access. For $120, you get a printed art book strategy guide. For $175, you get the enemy mascot plushie and other region t-shirt. So at $175, you get both the Japanese and the English region t-shirts. At $250, you get a signed hard-covered art, uh, art book strategy guide, boss poster, and other region physical game box and other region printed manual. Uh, $500, uh, you help create a challenge. Um, an in-game achievement is what you're going to do. And they're already got 25 backers. Yeah, and if with, you look at with the, yeah, with list of fifty, the mm -hmm. awesome one is there's another five hundred dollar one which had two hundred dollar uh, two hundred backers for a uh, signed original sketch by Inafoon. Gone. And those are already gone. And if you look at two hundred people pledged five hundred dollars or more to get a signed original sketch. Um, seven backers. Seven backers have already pledged over a thousand dollars, which puts your voice in the ending theme. Six backers have already put in twenty-five hundred dollars, which puts your face in the game. Mm. One backer has already put in five thousand dollars, and that's they get to design their own enemy. Two backers have already put in nine thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars which gets you original concept art, 3D printed bo uh, boss model, and special boss number serial t-shirt. Mm -hmm. uh, $10,000, they've already gotten one backer, is dinner with Keiji Inafun. Yeah, a couple of people on my Facebook are like, I wish I had $10,000. Dinner and drinks with the man, the myth, and the legend in Tokyo. But you Granted, have to and lodging aren't included. But then again, if you can drop ten grand on a Kickstarter, you probably be able yeah. to, to put that up yourself. Yeah. But I mean, so you're looking at the game that all of the Mega Man fans have been bitching about. It's not going to be Mega Man, but it's going to be damn close. Yeah, because what Maybe you if you didn't pull the plug on Mega Man Legends Three, you wouldn't have to deal with this shit, Capcom. But the fact of the matter remained, I don't care how much heat did I get for this. Mega Man Legends was a great game. It wasn't enough to garner a sequel with Tron Bond, nor was it enough to garner a 60, an N64 port of the game. I'm sorry. 
I'm not saying the game sucked because I owned the game, but they could have been so much. They could have done so much better with it. It was just like, all right, let's just throw this out here. Let's see what we got. But what I like about this Kickstarter is that you have a lot of people on Kickstarter doing their own video game, and like I know there's one from a concept team from King of Fighters. But here's the difference: Mega Man Rockman is more of a household name than King of Fighters. What they're taking is the Mega Man or in this case, the Rockman concept, and taking it to the next level. Because I'm looking at the description, like if Mighty gets all these different abilities, he's not using all these other Mighty's uh, powers as weapons. He can use it as like a shield or something to boost his skills and stuff. You really couldn't do that in Mega Man, because every time you defeated an enemy boss, you use their weapon against them. Whereas in this, you're using it to your advantage as a shield or super speed or this or that. Yeah, you're you're literally being transformed. It's yes. not just something that's going to be on the end of your arm. Mm-hmm. I hope they can have... I am hoping what would be pretty cool is if you defeat one of the mighty mighty robots, you can use their weapon like... I, their, their skill like as a weapon or as a shield or a vehicle. You can kind of put it where you want to put it kind of programmable per se. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Yes. I'm, I, 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 as soon as I can, I'm going to see about backing this. And it's like I said, um, if this didn't come out over a holiday weekend, you best believe they would have already hit that 2 million mark without giving it a second thought. You know, I don't know about that. Million mark. You just know they will. I mean, I but think, yeah, I know. mean, there's there's still a, almost a month left, a full yeah. month left for this Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and in just one day they went over the goal. So I, I don't have any doubt at all that by the end of it they'll be in the multi-million. Mm-hmm. And they have the stretch goals already set up, which is pretty cool. More mm-hmm. of an incentive. Yeah. So it's pretty much, you know, one thing I was kind of worried about, what if Capcom's like, you know what, <sighs> we see what you're doing, and it infringes too much on Rockman. Here's a C and D. But from what people have said, pretty much Capcom just owns the rights to Mega Man, Rockman, which includes, like, the stages, the levels, the bosses, and so forth. That's all that they own. So they can take this concept and roll with it. And there's like other Mega Man fan projects out there that Capcom hasn't said anything about. So Yeah, I mean, yes, it's I mean, it's very similar and you can see the similarities in both the art and the idea, mm-hmm. but there's enough differences that I don't think Capcom has a leg to stand on. Yeah. To go against it, that is not just it, it's not a gun arm that's going to be transforming his whole body transforms, but uh, it's just the style is the same. It, it keeps to the classicness that makes everybody love the series in the first place, but basically modernizes the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, because Mighty looks pretty boss in this one picture. He looks pretty boss. And there's this one fan art that I shared, I think, today or yesterday. It sh- he, it's a conversation between him and X, asking if the fans are going to like him. He's like, X, like, don't worry. The fans are going to like you. And it shows a scene where he's kind- where Mighty's looking kind of down, and he stares up at the moon, and he just smiles. It just shows in the moon, like, reflections of all of, of Rockman, everybody, you know? It's sort of like, you know, if I can do it, 
you can do it too. Yeah, it, it's definitely. Um, it, it's almost like a sequel, but at the same time, not. It's like it's an offshoot, like a parallel dimension. Because the whole thing about the computer virus that that's that was taken straight out of uh, Mega Man X. So, mm-hmm. so the Ma- yeah, the Maverick virus. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I'm just really, I just can't wait to hear what the music is going to be like. Because, you know what I mean? I love my chip tunes. And, and the Mega Man games have always had consistently good music. Well, they are, well, well, let me scroll down here. I forget her name, but she has done practically all the music. Manami Matsume. She's done the soundtrack of, all, of the original Mega Man and all the sound effects. She's done everything from, like, 1 to 10, so... It's like it's like it's like you said before. You have it's it's sort of like as if the original Sonic team reformed and they just got a new furry character and just roll with it, you know. Granted, mm-hmm. we all know a lot of Sonic fans would love would love that, but that won't happen. But it's like you have the pretty much the cream of the crop of the original Mega Man team working together, you know. So. Mm-hmm. So I so I'm definitely I'm definitely all about that. That's going to be awesome. Maybe when I get paid, I'll throw some money their way. I I'd like to see like yeah, a, I'm de- I'm definitely going to put some money into this myself. I'd like to see maybe they could do like an like if for future games like an online co-op with it where Beck has a partner and play online. It's like split screen action. The stages are my, uh, a little bit more developed. You go different directions. I think there was an X tile that did that, but I think that'd be kind of cool. But that's just me. And if we go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Rageinator says, "So, Mighty Number no. Nine looks pretty mighty." Her, 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 her. Yes, yes, it does. Wish I could yeah, I mean, there... someone through the monitor. No, no. The funding period is from uh, August thirty-first to October first, which is thirty-one days. Mm-hmm. The project was funded Tuesday, October 1st by 8.19pm. Uh, we got time. Plenty. So, I, I mean, yeah, there's still 27 days to go. They're at almost um, $1,400,000. And it's steadily climbing. I'm watching the numbers rise. So, by the, by, by the end of tonight, they will be at 1400000 with 24,544 backers already. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see the look on Inafune's face when he when someone told him, hey, we got the funding for the Kickstarter already, but it's only been one day. Yeah, I know, right? I think the, the most awesome thing is if they can raise $2,500, which is very, very plausible, they're going to do a PS3, 360, and Wii U version. I'll tell you what, if that does happen, I would I would like to, I would like they did with DuckTales Remastered where it comes up as a collector's edition. I'd like to see them release not just a digital port for the for the consoles, but an actual physical release of it. I'll like I, physical I, media. Yeah, I would love that. Well they are doing physical boxes like they did with the um, DuckTales one that you got. Yeah, but what I'm saying is what what they because they're doing physical box releases, it may just come with like a download code or something like that with everything else. Because that's what the rem- DuckTales remaster was. When you open it up, it came with the limited edition pin and a download code. 
Fine by me. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh, one million, one three hundred ninety-nine thousand four hundred ninety-two. Getting there. Getting there. It's sort of like how how the people behind um in the groove try to try to do their own thing, but unfortunate. But at least with this, they're going about it the right way. They've already got a sample track and they have a remix for the sample track already. What? Are you serious? Yeah, under um, Masume's picture oh, on this right. page, right. there's a sample track there. Well, th- well, you know what? Let's take a listen. It's going to be uh, what is playing is the main theme. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that. It kind of reminds me of Mega Man 2. Oh, she got some chops on her. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they just broke 1.4 million. Seriously? Yep. Yep. I've been tapping F5 as you've been reading this. F5! F5! You don't even, you don't even have to tap up F5. It actually updates for you. Huh. And I've been tapping F5 because I have... There we go. I see it. $1.4 million. Look. To paraphrase... um, What was the name of the... Uh, I think it was... Sean Connery, 1.4 million. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I I, I kind of got that same feeling when when Sony came out on stage and announced the spec everything about the PlayStation 4. That maybe just want to sit there and just start playing games again. So, so that that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm hoping that this does really well like Mega Man Rock Man did, that we might get some anime or manga out of it. I'm all Lots for that. She. I'm all for that. So, I think, I think we're, we're kind of done f- uh, drooling over Mighty Number no. 9. Shall we move on to the next topic? Please. All right. Certainly. All right, so... Marco, you want to take the next one? I just took this one. All right, Ari, would you like to take the next one, good sir? Sure. Go for it. The last Attack on Titan episode to stream in Japanese theaters. Let's see. The official website for the Attack on Titan anime announced last week that the series' final episode will premiere at the Marunouchi Piccadilly One Theater in Tokyo during a special event on the 20th of September. Director Tetsuro Araki proved producer Tetsuya Kinoshita, animation producer Tetsuya Nakatake, manga editor Shintaro Kawakubo, and voice actors Yuki Kaji, who plays Eren, and Yui Ishikawa, who plays Mikasa, Mm. and Marina Marina Inoue, who plays Armin, will attend the event for a discussion. The event itself will be streamed live to 15 more theaters throughout Japan. It'll start at 9 p.m. a few hours before the episode premieres on television. 
episode of the wait the last episode of the entire series. They're not doing a uh, another s- season after this. That's what it sounds like. I I have an odd feeling they're going to do another se- another season, but probably, we probably won't see it till like late twenty fourteen. Possibly, I I can only imagine how many fans are wanting to see the colossal titan get his or its. You know. Mm. The match would be very viscerally satisfying to uh, cut the son of a bitch down. I, like I said, I mean, this just feels, in a way, kind of the series just kind of reminds me of FMA in a way, but it's just a lot more fucked up. Especially after uh, episode twenty, and now twenty-one is floating around. I'm like, you guys are killing me here. Like, if you took a drink every time you said, that's fucked up, you'd be dead by now? You know, the way I the way I describe Attack on Titan is this. You ever watch that one anime, and you see the characters and the story going in one direction, you're like, no, it should go this way. It should go this way. It makes more sense to go this way. And it doesn't. Attack on Titan goes that other direction. It's like, you're, you're expecting it, but still, you're like, I wasn't expecting this much, you know. So it'll be fun to look forward to, at least. Yes. <sighs> yeah, and if we go to the chat room, um, Alpha Canagram says, I think I still have to see 21. Yeah, a lot of us has. I've had to switch to another fan subbing group so I can catch up. One of them spells Titans another way. I'm like, does that make any sense? Spells it how? E-O-T-E-N. E-O-T-E-N's or something like that. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Well, I'm not the fan. I'm I'm not the woman that knows Japanese, so I'm not going to question it. But It I, was from uh, the VG Cats website. They just... That, uh... They have a keep calm, you know, spoof shirt. Wait, 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 hold it, hold it. VG Cats is still relevant. I know. I was, like, I couldn't believe it myself. But uh, here, I'll put a post a link in the chat. All right, go for it's, it. Uh, it's, it's a combination of the uh, keep calm and uh, meme and the. Uh, it says keep calm and kill all the titans. It's uh, I ordered mine a while ago, but it's uh, mm. on pre-order, so I'm just waiting for it to ship out. And one of the more recent comics they did was was a spoofing attack on Titan. Oh, it's actually the latest one. Well, um, friend Read of mine, if you dare. Well, a friend of mine who has uh, runs a t-shirt uh, company. He actually has a parody shirt. Now you know the logo that they that they have on on, the, on their uniforms. Picture oh, the that shield lo- with the two wings on it. Yeah. It picture that instead of the shield with the two wings, the um this um Jaeger from Jaegermeister, mm. and just says Jaegermeister going across something like that. <laughs> Think about it. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I, I do like the um. I ain't gonna lie. I, I do like the um. The shirt, but I don't like the "Don't Hate the Player" shirt. I'm like, come on, show Luigi a little bit of love. But 
Nobody really cares, so let's move on. Yeah. I may have to share I may have to share this on my wall. Keep calm and kill all the Titans. Yeah, pretty much. Not seeing the uh, don't hate the player one. Well, if you go on that, if you go on that main page, it's there. It's like on the l bottom lower uh, right hand uh, side of the screen. If you go to the, if you go to the shark robots, if you click on if you click on uh, the shirt, unless it's random, it's it's like the, it's the it's the sixth shirt on the page. Yeah, it's uh, in this one. It's uh, hey, listen. Okay, this all and it's completely and totally randomized. Then oh well. Alright, now, this one, this next story. Now, I actually had the first volume of this, and I was really amused by it. There are some titles you can actually get away with the dub, such as Super Milk Chan or Abinobashi, more or less. But, this could. Not caring about what you're going to dub it into? Yeah, because sometimes there are some titles where it won't make sense either way you look at it, so. Ah, the gag dub. Mm hmm. What about the what about the double sailor moon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Har har har. Look, look, look. If you take the double sailor moon, if you take out the fact that Serena is a magical girl, do you know what you have? Clueless, the animated series. I know that. Mm-hmm. Discotech Media has been making a name for themselves recently by rescuing various anime licenses. Um the act of license rescuing is when one company purchases a soon-to-expire license from a competitor or a defunct distributor. In case you're wondering, Discotech took to Facebook to announce that they now have the license to 2000's Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories is a controversial amongst anime fans due to the fact that ADV Films, the original owner, used a gag dub to turn a horror series into a dark comedy. To add more fuel to the fire, the Japanese license holder gave ADV the okay to produce a gag dub. Rest assured, though, because the Japanese dub will be included with the collection once it releases in 2014. So. I think I had talked about this a while ago. Possibly. I actually had the first volume. I may have to pop it in and watch it, you know, and see. Yeah, it, it's one of those awesomely ridiculous animes. You know what they should do? If they, um... If they if they bring it when they release it, it should have the original Japanese dub, their um English dub, and the gag dub as well. It should that should be that would be pretty cool. To make it even more absurd, you have shift on, you can shift on the fly, like have it switch audio tracks in between in the middle of a scene. <laughs> you go from dramatic Japanese dialogue to one person mocking the other's voice as, when they try to interrupt with something, you know? What about Samurai Pizza Cat? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm. I don't know. I, I I tried watching the... watching it with uh, Japanese subtitles. And while it's a good anime that way, um, I, I just find it awesome with the gag dub in there. It's just like that's the reason why I'm watching it, not because of the serious actual dub. Mm hmm. Alright. I'm sure that the story is very good in the original Japanese. 
Y'all gonna make me pull this DVD off my shelf and watch it tonight. Great! <laughs> and if it's that good, I might have to acquire the rest of the dub for my own um, entertainment purposes. Woot! <laughs> I right. think I have acquired that dub. Well, then I guess you'll have to put it on a Dropbox somewhere. I don't know where it is. Ah. Uh, well, I'll probably be able to find it one way or another. Anyway, instead of talking mm -hmm. about acquiring things, yep. <laughs> um, I found this article, uh, Should Visual Novels Be Considered Video Games? Here we go. Um, video games began very humbly in the 20th century, uh, utilizing massively powerful computers to draw rudimentary graphics for players to interact with. Uh, basically, um, going through and as technology has increased, the vast majority of video games have switched over to visually intensive experiences and copious interactivity. Mm. Visual novels um, basically are novels for the computer with pictures. They you you have a great deal of text, and then sometimes the care like you get to choose what the character will say, and that will change things in the series as you go along. Um. Is they have it comparing it comparing it to a Mass Effect style conversation wheel. With that said, um, a lot of visual novels offer very few player prompted choices, but the games have the audio and the visual that go with the game type element um, so it's basically questioning whether that little amount of interactivity qualifies it as an actual game um, they compare it to those choose your own adventure books mm -hmm. that came out and can you say that those adventure books are a game of some sort. Obviously not a video game, but if you can consider that those adventure books could be a game, then at the same in the same concept you would have to basically agree that a visual a visual um, novel that might only have one or two choices would also technically be a game. Um, so it's just like it's going on through this whole thing of course there's the video aspect which we discussed in part earlier that too is up to debate considering that most visual novels offer visuals to accompany text but it's reasonable that some would not find this enough in that case we could bring up the fact that they that there have not been video games released that actually have no graphics at all there's certainly not many um oh that there are video games released that have no graphics. Mm -hmm. There's certainly not many, but the genre has been touched at least a handful of times over the years. Video games do not necessarily require video to be games. And anybody that plays those, uh, the text-based games. 
see where you walk north and find a sword and then have to walk back south and then walk east and find your exit and it's blocked with a shrubbery that you then have to use on the sword those are technically video games with no graphics now I remember playing those games in school but we didn't call them video games because they were on the computer we called them computer games and they were fun now I can easily blow this whole thing out the water here's proof that visual novels are video games Ace Attorney the prosecution rests because technically those are visual novels and a lot of anime and video there are some anime and video games out there that were based off of visual novels and they're being ported to consoles as well as not just uh, as well as on computer i don't see why there's a big debate about it as soon as you are as soon as you start the game up and you're in this one scene and you're telling and you're picking a direction or a decision you're contr- technically you are controlling the character. That just makes it a video ga- a video game in my book. Might not be a video game per se, but it's still a computer game nonetheless. Yeah. Um, even still, we have already seen some hugely popular visual novels out in the wild. Hybrid visual novels, visual novels combining RPG or puzzle gameplay with more traditional elements, are the most successful, such as the Phoenix Wright and Zero Escape series. Mm-hmm. We will likely never see Call of Duty visual novel edition, but that's just fine. As a host of other genres exist, visual novels will keep existing beside them. As far as I'm concerned, visual novels are just a different breed of video game. That, that which is all me. well and good, but there are some visual novels where out of the whole entire series you're making one choice does that would you consider that still to be a video game i i would the, the control rating would be in the oners ones or zeros because you know you figured a video game would have a little more control than that all it would do it would just make the game um very um linear but it's still a game regardless so, I still, in my book, I still think it's, it's still a game regardless. It might not be a video game, but it's still a game. It's no different from playing a mud or a muck on, a, on your computer back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that a lot of them out there are games, but at the same time, there are some of them that are just uh, basically a picture book on the computer. Oh, yeah. Plenty of those, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I find if you're making such few choices that really there's only, like, one or two endings to the whole thing anyway, that it, it's really not a game, per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your major choice is which character to choose in the beginning, I don't know that that's really necessarily a game, but more of a side story to a book type of thing and seeing both sides of the story so i think it i think it really depends on how interactive it is mhm if your choice really affects the ending to a great degree then yes i would ass- i would say that yes it's a, a it's a visual game of some sort 
or any type of game of some sort. But if your choices have nothing to do with the ending and it's just there to basically keep you awake while you're reading, I don't think that those really count as games. Hmm. All right. So you're just pretty much saying it's a game to, based on how many decisions you're, you're making from point, from point A to point B. Yeah. And especially how many endings it has. Because obviously the more endings a visual novel has, the more interactive it is. So obviously the more involved you have to be with it. But, I mean, there are some visual novels out there that only have two endings. And one happens to be with one character, and the other happens to be another character. So you don't really have a whole bunch of things to choose from. Because you're still going to come to the same ending no matter what. Sounds like a really big rip-off. Well, no, because you're not playing it for the game. You're playing it to read the story. I have a couple of different visual novels, and I would not consider any of them games, the ones that I have. Oh. They're very, very linear. You don't really make a lot of choices, and the choices you do make are... They, they basically lead to the exact same conclusion. Hmm. But I think it just... In that case, it just boils down to how long it takes you to get to that ending, you know? It's like a, like a time attack mode. Yeah, I guess you could put some of that in there, too. Alright. Well, I, 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 but it just, so it's just like technically it's still a game regardless, you know. It's just the medium that it's on and the decisions that you make, so. Mm-hmm. I, I think to me it's still a game. Alright. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll grab this next one here. Now, let me ask you how many people know this song? It's the opening theme to Boondocks. Yup. Well, the only reason why I am playing that, because one of the biggest rumors that's been floating around is, will there be a fourth season of the Boondocks? Because the last time we saw a season, uh, last time we saw the Boondocks was, what, 2010? Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. So according to this one site, the Boondock Season 4 arrives in January 2014. So it seems that while, on, while during the many commercials of self-advertising on Adult Swim, they dropped a bombshell which concerns the Boondocks. It seems that, um, let's see, as of the date of this, so as of like last week, Adult Swim addressed a question concerning the Boondocks, and they pretty much said that, yes, it's going to happen. And, you know, I, I, I hope so, because I felt like the third season, it was good, and then it just dropped drastically. It was like a bit of a rush to me. I don't think I saw all of season three. Yeah, I think the third season only, like, was not even ten episodes, I believe. I think. Yeah, I have to pick that up. I have season one and season two on DVD. So I need to uh, continue with my collection. Yep. The uh, anime influence has gotten more and more and more with the. It's not with it's, each season. No, it's not even that. It, it 
it was done by Madhouse, the people that did Samurai Champ Blue, I believe. Well, that and the uh, that McGurner's a big anime fan. One of the uh, background characters was pretty much Gene from Samurai Champ Blue, putting the really putting a modern setting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they weren't even subtle about it at all. Like same facial expression, same facial build, same fucking glasses. Well, yeah. Uh, let's see. Try and find episodes. List of Boondocks episodes. Yeah, anyway, the third season was at, was fifteen episodes, and it was it was in twenty ten. So it seems like every two years they brought out a new season. It seemed like, but in this case, it's more like um every f- wait about four years, and it's going to be twenty episodes this time. I may have to see about watching the episodes I missed, but I'm looking at the yeah, I'm looking at like the episode synopsis. I pr- I pretty much watched all of them, so it's okay. Damn, mm. Yo, like they better be putting a hell of a lot of work into the visuals in every episode. Mm-hmm. And they're not skimping on the budget on like the middle episodes where you can tell when the Art is going way off model. Hmm. Alright. Alright. Now that we got that out the way, um. Oh, Ari, I think this next one's right up your alley. Of course it is. <laughs> well, you know, we try to look out for you, you know that. So. The worldwide release of Pokemon X and Y is just a few months away, but the rumor, but the rumor mill never stops ch- chugging along. The new rumor, origins from a tweet distributed by, on various forums, suggests that we'll be able to catch 650 Pokemon in X and Y, which is a number never seen before in a game. Currently, there are 649 Pokemon in Black and White 2's Dexes. After Pokemon X and Y, it's supposed to be around 730 or so. So being, so being able to catch all but, let's say, 80 of them is huge. Previously, you'd have to trade over or go to different games, the games in a different game world to get, get them all. Granted, that's still part of the fun, but being able to get, being able to, being, having more access to them more readily is always a nice touch. Dude, let me ask you. How many yeah. have you collected on each game before you just said, fuck it, I'm done? I only ever caught them all once, and I was on Pokemon Blue. And all you got for it was a certificate saying, hey, you collected them all. And were you like, is that it? This is all I wasted my time just to get a goddamn certificate? Pretty much. Table flip. Well, there's... Well, we've already known that there's going to be a... A sixteenth, uh, an eighteenth type, sorry, which is called fairy type, and it was designed to be a check on the overpowered dragon types. But uh, all we know is that fairy is going to be super effective against dragon, but nothing else after that. We're just going to have to wait for it to uh, come out. Also, and I'm especially thrilled with this: the uh, the new anime series for X and Y. Mm-hmm. It uh, canonized something about Ash. What? That, um, it's not. It's not a time skip, but 
he has actually been getting older as the series has gone on, and it's announced that he's going to be supposed to be 16 in, as he goes into the Kalos region, which is where X and Y is being held. 16? But the kid looks like he's 12! No, they well, aged him. Get the fuck out of here! Really? Yeah, they... Yeah, his, yeah uh, they gave him teeth, and it makes him look older. I, you gotta find me a picture of this shit. Oh, sure. Just... Wow. Does that mean they gave uh, Misty a, a pair of tits now? <laughs> oh, God damn it. They're... Okay, here it is. I went to Poke Memes to find it, but, uh, yeah. And to quote Alpha Canadagram, yes, yes, they did. Wow. Okay, post it in the VOG chat. Alright. Uh, like I said, everyone's pretty much been getting older, but since the character's age has been very, uh, I'm not on everyone's mind, they've just, you know, been ignoring it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It Giving the kid teeth does not really make him older. I'm sorry. I know, but he he looked. Yeah, I, I mean he he's not as the yeah. line work is yeah. isn't as round. Mm -hmm. His face line work is more angular, and that's what's making him but, look older. But but at the same time, just looking between looking between the two of them, the only real difference is he's got teeth. Now here's the million dollar question. Now. And X and Y, well, Ash's voice drop a decibel or two. Oh God! You know, a, long, a couple of years ago at a, at a panel, Veronica Taylor was tell, was telling everybody about how they would, uh, how she would like act like voice Ash if they was you know canonized being older, and she like demonstrated how like dropping it, like dropping a little, dropping a little. But she said, and about the time when he gets sixteen, they'll just replace him with something, someone older. I, I can just imagine when X and Y comes out and the fan subs come out, you notice his voice his his dropped a decibel or two. I can see someone going Wow, Satoshi's balls have dropped. Or even better, he just his just going, I choose you and his voice warbles horribly. I choose you. You've been watching the Brady Bunch, haven't you? No, I was just—I <laughs> just imagine like that, like yeah, like coming out of his yeah, mouth, and like a voice team from The Simpsons, and he just like pauses and slaps both his hands over his mouth, like what the fuck did I just say? If we go to the chat room live .com, um, we have uh, from Degenerate Johnny. I thought he would have married Misty by now, um. You know, he what? You can't get married at 16, but it's not plausible. True. Um, Misty goes, yeah, the little bitch still looks 10 to me. And Alpha Kanaga goes, his Pokeballs on the ground. Ew. Thank you, I really <laughs> needed to hear that. <laughs> he finally dropped his Pokeballs. Yay! <laughs> God damn you both. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe this time he'll actually. Maybe this time, Ash will actually notice Misty. If they ever decide to bring her back, what? Where did she disappear to? She, her uh, sisters decide to say, 
Fuck this. We're, go we're going to explore the world. We're going on vacation. Jim's all yours. Mm. It's, it's like I said, here, take care of the gym. And it's like tossed her the keys really harshly and before walking off. Mm. You know, because they're a bunch of irresponsible bitches. Well, I, I can see it. Misty comes back and she looks like she's 16 and Ash is like, whoa. But we all know that won't happen because remember, this is a children's anime. Well, they're already doing um, memes with uh, pictures from the series and how he's looking at females' chests. But so, we're ass man. We all—that's been—that's been established from the first season. Exactly. Yeah. Well, his, when they're his, right there, his eyes were very clearly po pointed at Misty's ass. Mm. And them short shorts. Who wears short shorts? <laughs> Moving right along. <sighs> also, Delia's 34 and still looks smoking hot. Hi-oh! You like him older, don't you? No, I was just saying that she's only... At the start of the series, his mother is only 28. Hmm. So, uh, the only, pro the only problem is if I'm ever going to be awake in time to uh, watch it because I don't have a DVR and I don't, like, I don't get up early if I don't have to. Which means the episodes will be on YouTube or they'll be uh, on torrent sites and so forth. You know how it is. And besides, even though it's premiering in October in Japan, we probably won't see it here till January. Yeah, that's true. Of course, now, this only opens the door for him for him getting his ass kicked by some punk-ass rival on his first day. Mm. I could always ask somebody about that, but I most likely won't get an answer, so... Anyhow. Alright. This one's, this one's a bit interesting. Miyazaki hints at possible Nausicaa sequel. For all of the Studio Ghibli's acclaim, the famed house that Miyazaki built has never once put out a direct sequel to one of its works. While various thematic threads run throughout Miyazaki's films, the man, for all his genius, lacks the attention span to stretch a concept into two films. That or he just really hates the idea of tacking numbers onto his movie's titles. How would that Plus, make... he's, he's very much aware of, the, of a phenomenon called sequelitis. Mm -hmm. Terminator, X-Men, Shrek. Spider-Man, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Matrix. Wait, 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 hold it. You could take Shrek out of it because the Shrek sequels were good. But, you know, as for okay, the, X the Godfather, the, well, the third Godfather sucked. As for the X uh, sequels, beat them all with a shovel and let God sort them out. However, that may change soon if comments Hayao Miyazaki said at a recent interview promoting his latest film, An Ode to Tobacco Smoke, The Wind Rises, are to be believed. While appearing for a one-on-one -on -one interview during the TBS Saturday morning talk show, Osama No Brunch, Miyazaki indicated he's open to an ideal, idea of a sequel to his 1984 film, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. His sophomore film as a director and one of his most cherished by fans. The only catch is he wouldn't do the film himself. The honor will go to acclaimed Neon Genesis Evangelion director Hideaki Anno. Now before we continue, didn't Anno go crazy while doing uh, Eva? Yes, and it showed in his like in the anime itself. Okay, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same crazy motherfucker. Well, he's kind of sort of gotten better, but 
yeah, he's known for completely losing his shit and, you know, taking it to work with him. That's why Evangelion was such a was such as big as a mind fuck as it was. That and the that and the budget ran out like halfway through the ending. Wow. Ano and Miyazaki's relationship goes back a surprisingly long way. Ano originally met the director when he was selected to help animate the original Nausicaa. Reportedly, Miyazaki was so impressed with Ano's drawing talents, he gave the man animating duties for some of the film's most complex climax scenes. That, in turn, opened the door for Ano to helm the original Evangelion series. Since then, Ano has long expressed an interest in Miyazaki in creating a sequel to Nausicaa, which makes sense as the film is actually an adaptation of just the first third of an epic manga series. I have no interest in doing a sequel to Nautica, Miyazaki said on Samu No Brunch. But these days, I think if Honor really wants to do it, he should. And if on the site of Japan Today, you can see the interview that they had. And Miyazaki revealed a fun fact about My Neighbor Totoro. May, the protagonist Satsuki's little sister, was written into the film last minute. Explaining why she was absent from the iconic bus stop scene on the original film posters. I can't... I, I can't... I, I, I can't see it. I, I just can't. Maybe... Maybe, you know... Miyazaki will be... You know, like... talk Help talk out... Like, talk to uh, Hideaki about his problems, you know... So that he doesn't... Go into work and, you know, just... Drop a deuce on the... On the animator's table. Oh, or God. something like that. Well, yeah. just because he went crazy doing Eva doesn't mean that one he's still crazy, and we're, doesn't we're mean that he's. About, we're just worried about him going into relapses. That's all. <laughs> the stress. Well, I, I don't know because uh, I mean, considering he worked on the original movie, I don't see that he would fuck up the second one, especially since there's already established story that and we all know Miyazaki will kick his ass exactly Miyazaki will take will, will take the suit off you see he's got a six pack and he will crush Anna like the bug that he is that's a little harsh <laughs> well face it they've got he's gone to the same gym as Vince so hey anywho Michael, since craziness is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed looking for some uh, just odd, crazy Japanese uh, entertainment stories. And this one I found just made me giggle. Um, Tomoko Nakajima, former uh, one half of the comedy duo Othello, will contribute to a women's adult site, Girls CH, as a porn video director. Nakajima, who's 42, made the announcement on Monday, wearing a skin-tight miniskirt. Uh, she appeared at a press conference and said, My back is the most sensitive part of my body. I ask my boyfriend to play with my back until I get satisfied. That can be taken in so many ways. Now, granted, well, the spinal itself could be an erogenous zone, or, or is he talking about, like, just any old spot on her back? I, I, that I don't know. Um, she added that she likes to be creative when giving pleasure. Her first porn video, titled Hachigatsu no Umi, will be released on September 2nd. 
Uh, Nakajima is slowly returning to show business after a bizarre last two years when she was reportedly under the control of a mystic woman who moved into her apartment and ran her life. The fuck? <laughs> Nakajima started having financial troubles in April 20, uh, 2011 when she took time off from her regular TBS Saturday morning variety program, Shitoko, due to health reasons. Then TV stations in Osaka and Tokyo dropped her from their variety programs and her, and her weight ballooned. Tabloid said her mind was being controlled by a mystic woman who moved into the apartment, isolating her from her friends, family, and business contacts. How is it that, that the strangest part about this story is not her deciding to be a porn director, but the mystic woman who just shows up one day? That's actually commented, that's actually the first comment um, that's actually listed on here. And uh, the commenter goes, after living in Japan for over 14 years, I have many odd and bizarre things, even highly questionable. 14 years ago, this kind of story would shock the bejesus out of me, but now it's like, oh, whatever. In Japan, this works. Unthinkable in America. The main thing is, the woman has a right to make a living, especially after being sacked like that. She's not hurting anyone, so why not? More power to her. See, because here in America, if something like that was going on, it'd be on all the major news networks for the next six months. Mm. Well, I, I mean, you figure Japan has a lot of different um, ideas and all of that. And this wouldn't be the first time that a legitimate um, actor, actress, star turned to porn to basically gain an audience and the ability to go back into legitimate acting. Well, that has, well, that has happened here with a few act- actresses, so... But, yeah... Yes, yeah, so, um, yeah, that's just one of those little weird things out of Japan. As one person commented, makes a change from being in a porn, I suppose. Well, she is in a porn. Mm. Or maybe not. Maybe she's just directing this. Who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, and again, this I love how, like, this thing is she's becoming a porn video director and the least shocking part of it is oh yeah she was controlled by a mystic woman what i saying, I'm saying that, that was the more shocking part of it the whole her becoming a porn thing I was like wait what but the mystic was like uh good uh huh yeah but that's not even like that's not the topic of this whole thing it was just like thrown in there like oh yeah and uh people think that it might be because she's uh you know being controlled by a mystic woman I don't even know how they came to that conclusion I they're very into their spirituality and the yeah. mystical stuff like that yeah I mean they're mm-hmm. very into that whole thing so mm-hmm. As one person said on the forum here, she went off the rails after giving her life over to some mystic, quote-unquote. Her former comedic partner just had a baby and lives a couple of minutes from me. Porn is probably a good way as any for her back in the black. And I mean, not if for the nothing, ga- well, a lot of Americans themselves, and especially a lot of American movie stars, go to quote-unquote reputable um, future readers 
that either do tarot or crystal ball reading and waste their money away on it. Then again, it could just be a theta, a, a what do they call the the uh, Scientology thing? A Cult? theta readings? Mm, I don't know. Well, look, if her gash makes cash, eh, fuck it. Literally. Well, I don't think she's in them. I, I think know. She's just directing them. I know. I know. But you can't really direct something that you don't understand, so I'm guessing she understands it enough. Well, if you watch enough porn, you understand it. <laughs> well, yeah, you understand the industry and you understand what sells. You don't necessarily understand sex, though. Exactly. I think we should take this point to break, grab water, and wrap shit up. That sounds good to me. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so we'll be back. Cigarette after that last ad.
Yeah, so... Who's getting that Nintendo 1DS? Hmm? Anyone? 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 Lol. Oh god, that thing looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> I know, but... I, I, I'm not gonna lie, though. If the 3DS has had, the do had a dongle for HDMI output, where you can use your TV as a secondary screen or something, that would be pretty awesome. I would love that. Oh yeah, it'd be a lot of fun, but yeah. obviously this is ripping on the 2DS, so yeah, I can't really get excited about it. I, I was I was just amused by that from, from from start to finish, so. And it looks like some people on my Facebook have gotten their uh, import Sailor Moon SH figure arts. Still waiting on mine because I decided to opt for the um, American release. Well, hey, Amazon gave me a credit card, so. I can wait. So, anyhow, let's roll back. Let's roll this up here real quick. And da -da 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 -da. well, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on, and so on, and so forth. This is how word gets around about us, and how we do things around here. We are podcasters. We do this free. If we got paid, believe you me. Things would probably be a little bit differently around here, wouldn't you say? Hmm? Yeah, probably. Yeah, especially fact that our reviews would probably be a little bit more biased, you know. What are you talking about? X Game here is the greatest game of all time. Thank you for my money, please. <laughs> using us as puppets. Well, yeah. After being used as a puppet, you can just pup your way right down to the bank with that 10 grand. Eh, we're not cheap, what can I say? So, <laughs> so definitely check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com. We have, I revealed a brand new look, I believe, last week. So, there's still some tweaks that need to be done, but it was time to go from the dark and dull to be more more pop colorish, you know, more photos, more images to have fun with. So, that's definitely a case. Um, and, and as always, our podcast is available right on our website right then and there. And if you can't get to it for some odd reason, you can definitely find our podcast on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, and Xbox Music. If you give us a five-star review on any of those sites, we'll gladly read it on air because we're awesome like that, and so are you. So definitely check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. Well, since I do have free time, probably after I catch up with a little bit of television, I'm going to jump on and redo those Big Apple PonyCon videos. Especially fact that I had no excuse now since the, um, the video editing software is sitting right here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have fun with that. I always do. Um, if you should definitely follow us on YouTube. Uh, you can find me at uh, DJ Ron Mess. Ari is at Ari22682, and Mako-chan's at Luna. Follow us there, you can see some videos that we do upload, and some cool stuff that we like on Facebook. Especially my, those anime mashups, you'll probably find a bunch of them on my, on my, um, on my YouTube page. Um, definitely follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash session. Follow us there for the latest and greatest on information on our website, photos, videos, articles, reviews, and what cons we're going to and other cool stuff. If you want to follow us personally on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ron Mess, Ari's at The Ari Man, and Mako Chan you can find at Joe Videa. And definitely check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're up to 2,525 fans. 
if we can get that up to 2,552 fans, I will release a special Otakon video just for the Facebook fan group. Ooh, sounds fun. Oh, hell yeah. Now, all I gotta say is, thanks for liking us on Facebook. As long as you continue to like our page, the photos, the articles, and so forth, we'll continue to post more photos, videos, and articles to keep things going. If you want to find me on uh, Facebook, you can find me at DJ Ron Mass. And Mako is at Mako Mako-chan Kino. If you have any issues, complaints, grievances, compliments, and all that good stuff, you can find us at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com or you can just head on over to our website at Anime Jam Session and click on the Contact Us page. Either way, we'll definitely get your mail. That reminds me, it hasn't been much mail anyway. Oh well. You gotta step your email game up, people. <sighs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Definitely check us out on the, on the VOG Network. Don't forget, we are on live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with an encore presentation Thursdays at 1 p.m. So, as of now, we have a, a bit of a revised uh, layout. So, if you're definitely into pop culture, British television, comedies, television, books, movies, and all that, we have four podcasts for you right up your alley for that. We have Critical Myth with you 7 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, British Invaders, Mondays at 8, Pod Culture, which I believe is 6 p.m. on Monday, unless they change it again, and Under Sedation Live, Saturdays at 10. If you're into World of Warcraft, check out WoW Wednesdays with Girls Gone WoW, Wednesdays at 12 p.m., followed by Horde House, Wednesdays at 10, which is now live. And don't forget, say hi to our new neighbors at Electric Sisterhood, Tuesday nights at 8, starting Tuesday, September 10th. So, they'll be on at 8, we'll be on with our mix, with our uh, pre-show around 9.15, 9.20, and then we'll just come moseying right on in. So, we're going we're gonna to rock it out like that. And then don't forget um, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, Sundays at 8, and Orange Lounge Radio, Sundays at 9. Video Gaming Podcast Radio Talk. These, this is the cornerstone of the VOG Network, and it's what we base ourselves off of, more or less. So, if you're definitely into video games, you want to check out Bobby Blackwolf at 8, and Orange Lounge Radio at 9. <sighs> yeah, so, that's out of the way. Um, last words, Ari? Uh, just gotta... For me, it's about getting ready for, uh, Nauticon. Yep. Mako-chan? Um, yeah, I'm getting ready for Q by the Sea, which the whole AJS uh, crew will be at my place for. And I started today by making up a huge-ass batch of drunken gummy bears. And you get points for taking the initiative. As for me, tomorrow I have this um, this thing at my school I have to go do. But other than that, just rolling with it and catching with TV. And I, I wish they put co- Heroes of Cosplay on at a different time. Because I have to... Because there's so much stuff to watch on a Tuesday. So, And I want to... You know. That and... If Heroes of Cosplay was on like a Wednesday, I could be on Facebook with my other friends and just mocking the episode and drinking at the same time. You know, fun shit is fun. Yeah, well, there's only, what, two more weeks left? Yeah. 
supposedly there was talk of that they were promoting for a second season at Dragon Con, but I am so glad that was nothing more than a goddamn rumor. <laughs> and if we go to the chat room one last time, uh, Ari ends up linking a ch uh, YouTube video, and Degenerate Johnny says, Ari, my mind has officially been blown by that. What the hell did you do, man? A Tetris, any an NES Tetris speed run, tool assisted, max out the score. I'm gonna have to check that out. So that's it for us. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting Anime Jam Session. We'll see you same VOD Network time and same VOD Network channel. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. And we up this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. You need to start watching Animaniacs more. <laughs>